welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast for the week of November 16th. I'm Allison Cleary, and with me is Tom Maluli, president of Maluli Asset Management. So, Tom, what will we be covering today? Well, I thought what would be a, uh, a good format would be to cover the, um, the stocks that are mentioned in, uh, in the local papers. There's a money manager. He's also a syndicated columnist for Bloomberg. Uh, the fellow's name is John Dorfman. And here in central New Jersey, his column shows up in the Asbury Park Press uh, each Sunday. And typically on Mondays and Tuesdays, uh, we will get phone calls here in the office where clients are calling in saying, hey, well, what do you think of that stock that Dorfman wrote about this weekend? And so what we like to do is we like to eliminate the noise and the rumors and the emotions from investment decisions. And a lot of what Dorfman does is based on fundamentals. What we do here at Maluli Asset Management is we focus on the technical side of the picture. We do like to use the fundamentals. As I tell my clients a lot, we like to play the piano with both hands. So we use fundamental, but we also use technical analysis to determine the right uh, points to be getting into or staying away from different issues. So what we intend to do is not necessarily give our own recommendations, but we want to talk about the stocks that you're reading about. And so what we plan on doing each week is taking Dorfman's columns and the stocks that the companies that he's recommending in these columns and give you the technical picture. Again, they're not recommendations, but we want to take his recommendations and throw them up on our point and figure charts and uh, take a look at the technical side. So what did Dorfman write about this week? Well, the first stock he mentioned was Reliance Steel and Aluminum. Okay, Reliance Steel. Uh, the steel sector has a tendency to move around, and we've seen some uh, stocks in that sector really get beaten up and then turn around a week or two later and be significantly higher. And so Reliance Steel, like all the other steel stocks, are really not for uh, the faint of heart. Uh, Reliance Steel did bottom out on its point-and-figure chart at $35 in the summer in July and August twice. It's, uh, that was at $35. It's now $45. And the stock has given two buy signals in a row, and it's broken through its uh, overhead resistance line. We, we like this stock. This looks pretty good. It's improving. Okay, and what about WNT? Okay, WNT Offshore, uh, the symbol is WTI. It's uh, in the oil sector. This is a stock that had, every time it had gotten up close to its overhead resistance line, and that resistance line works like a brick wall, every time it had done that, it had gotten beaten down, going back through last year. And so it got up uh, it, late last year in October to uh, 14 and a half and got knocked back down to 11. And then it rallied back up in January to 12 and a half, and by February, it was down at 8.5. And this pattern continued until September when it gave a buy signal at $11, and it's gone straight up now to $16. The stock right now at the moment is at 15 and 3 quarters. So on WTI, what we would do is tell our clients that this stock is overdue for a pullback. It looks, looks very good. 
but I think we want to wait for this to pull back. I would be more interested if we could pick this up somewhere around $13 a share on WTI. All right, and how about Hecla Mining? Okay, Hecla has been rising with the rest of gold and other precious metal stocks, and Hecla Mining, the symbol is HL. Uh, this stock started its climb actually in May and June of 2009, so this has really been on a tear since then. Back in, in May and June of uh, last year, this was a $3 stock. It's now bouncing around um, 8 or $9, so percentage-wise, it's up quite a bit. Uh, the stock looks like it's a little extended here. We are interested in buying it, but we'd like to buy it a little cheaper. I'd get a lot more interested if uh, the stock were down around seven and a half. So I think we'd wait on uh, on Hecla Mining. Okay, Dorfman also mentions International Business Machines Corps. Yeah, that's really been an interesting stock because for a long time this stock really did nothing, and I think that's the pattern you have to take. Uh, under consideration when you're looking at IBM. Uh, the stock uh, did something that really caught our eyes uh, over the summer. Uh, it had been bouncing from the beginning of the year between um, about 120 uh, up to about 130, 132, and it seemed like every time it would get up to about 130, it would run out of gas and then it would pull back to 120, and so it was really just building a big base between 120 and 130. Well, in October, the stock broke a quadruple top, so it broke out of that base, which is a very, very big deal. And the stock broke out at 132. Uh, it's now trading at 143 dollars. Uh, it does look a little extended, so I wouldn't be surprised if the stock does pull back to you know the high 130s or, or 140. But that's definitely a stock that I think we want to keep an eye on. And that also bodes well. I'm sorry to cut you off, Allison, but I think that also bodes well for the rest of the Dow Jones and the market as well because IBM is such a big player in the Dow Jones. All right. And how do you feel about Zions Bancor? Okay. Zions uh, and, and the bank stocks in general we're not too crazy about in November of 2010. We really haven't been um, big fans of the financial sector at all. Uh, in almost three years. Zions Bank in particular broke through its support line, which is can be fatal for a lot of stocks. When, when, you, when a chart breaks through its support line, that's very bad news because you're now changing the trend from northbound to southbound when you break that support line. And Zions broke its support line in August. It broke it at uh, 19 and a half. The stock is now sitting at $21, so not a lot of damage has been done, but that puts us on high alert when that support line's been broken. The other thing I'll, I'll point out with Zions Bancorp, besides the sector being out of favor, is that it has not given a buy signal in several months, and it's now given three successive sell signals. So I'd be very, very cautious about Zions Bank. All right, and the last stock that Dorfman mentions this week is Regions Financial Corp. Okay, I, it, I think Dorfman is telling us that we want to stay away from, from these financial stocks. I think that's how I read it, and I would tend to agree. I think financial stocks in general are in trouble. I, I don't really like the patterns that are showing up on, on a lot of the financials and, and banks in particular. And Regions Financial, which the symbol is RF, 
this stock uh, really took a beating in 2008 with the rest of the market, uh, but the stock has really struggled since then. It did uh, come up at the beginning of the year when the market was moving up, but it's given it all back, and it's right back where it was a year ago at about uh, six dollars a share. It's now, uh, I think, trading at about six and a quarter. So Regions Financial, we'd pass. Uh, we think there are better places to put your money to work. The, the, the thing that we really want to stress with these podcasts is that these are not recommendations from Maluli Asset Management. They are, however, recommendations from John Dorfman, the uh, money manager, syndicated columnist, uh, this partic- these particular names were uh, published in the article uh, found online on November 14th, uh, 2010. We always, always, always want to stress that before you make a decision about buying or selling any kind of investment, that you consult with an advisor. If you don't have an advisor, uh, an investment advisor, please feel free to contact Maluli Asset Management. You can reach us at 732 223 9,000, or you can find us on the web at www.maluli.net. That's M-U-L-L-O-O-L-Y.net. So, Allison, I think this wraps up another good podcast, and uh, I guess we'll catch up again next week. Sounds good. All right. We'll talk to everybody then.